0: see you, perfect. Yeah,
1: I'm not at home, you know, I'm away from New York.
0: Oh, where are you?
1: I'm in Pennsylvania.
0: Oh, nice, just for yeah. a vacation or?
1: Well, we have some friends living here. Well, they have a house here uh-huh. and, and they invite us to stay with them for some days because the kids, go, they go together to the school. So they are happy, they are enjoying it. They can play together. So my son behind me, <laughs> Hello.
0: they have, Bye. They have a super
1: pool. So he's going to the swimming pool. Yes. Well, so,
0: okay, that's not fair. Now you're making me... That's sense. fair. <laughs> you're right. You are right.
1: We, are, we are lucky. You are yeah. lucky. So we want to stay here for, I don't know, two or three days, or well, maybe more, yeah. and and we will enjoy a bit uh, being away from New York.
0: That's that's a smart idea. I was looking at the options too, uh, to go to Poconos, which is not far Poconos. away. This is where
1: we are, Poconos.
0: Oh, okay. Fantastic. Yeah. I, I looked at some places. They're amazing. The pool... It's just perfect. So I think we're gonna, I'm going to do it in the uh, middle of July. Very good. Well, first of all, uh, can I call you Xavi?
1: Yeah, of course.
0: Because I know last time I, I butchered your name a little bit because... <laughs> Xavi is perfect, you know, Xavi. no worries. Excellent. Excellent. So first of all, uh, I just want to let you know quickly what straight, handball talk is. Okay. I, just, I just started this show recently during the COVID crisis because I had so much time being stuck at home and thinking all about great things that I've had because of Handball and the relationship I built. So it is, it is about a conversation with people who have connected because of the extraordinary bonding power of Handball mm-hmm. and have stayed friends forever or have stayed connected forever. And yeah. I feel that no other sport actually provides that as handball maybe i'm biased but i played all the other sports and i think the handball friendships are the ones that i still have them like 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 brand new so i love that that element of handball
1: i agree i agree you know there are people that maybe you don't talk very often but you know they are there if you need them they're going to be there for you and it's unique and it's amazing and it's 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 true what you're saying it's it's yeah, something
0: exactly. special. Yeah, it is very special. Now, and you obviously, I'm gonna, I'm gonna talk a little bit about your career. Uh, you are a two-time Olympian with uh, Spain, one of the greatest handball countries in the world. You won the bronze medal in Sydney two thousand, which, in fact, you should celebrate this year because it's two decades from <laughs> right. twenty twenty. So uh, in Barcelona, you spent fifteen years. I don't know if that's a record, but fifteen years,
1: yes, as a professional. It's a professional because uh, I started when I was 14 and I was playing for the youth teams for four years, so five years. Okay, so sorry. I've been playing for Barcelona 19 years and it has been my entire life. So I needed, I, I didn't play for another club all, okay. my, all my life. I've been uh, related to Barcelona, and you know, now I am an employee of the, of the club. So I've been 34 years of my life linked to Barcelona. Okay.
0: Well, I know, I was going to say that uh, later on, but you basically bleed blaugrana. Yes. That, that's uh, you bleed my blood
1: out, you will see it uh, <laughs> red and blue, for sure.
0: <laughs> well, well, during these years of professional career, you have won numerous titles. I think you have won seven European Cups. You have won uh, uh, eight league championships. Uh, you have won six Copa del, del Reyes. And del Rey. you, you you won everything that was to, to, to be won over there. Yeah. Now you, you moved out of handball um after you retired and you're the managing director of uh, football club barcelona Mm -hmm. in the entire americas and are focused on expansion of barcelona's beliefs barcelona's training system and education in the americas and we know obviously anyone who knows anything about football soccer uh, we all know that barcelona is more than a club and the beliefs that, that you have to bring the sport and teach more values than just the technical and tactical aspect of it is what you're focused on. So uh, you've been involved in almost everything uh, in in Barcelona from running futsal leagues to to all the other sport before you came here. So we have so much to talk about it. So uh, I want the one thing that I wanna know and I'm asking every single person in here is, how did you get started in handball? Who got you excited and made you fall in love with handball?
1: Well, it, it was very, very easy to, to. It is very easy to explain because you know I started uh, playing handball because I, in my school it was the only prof- It was the only sport there, so <laughs> all the kids they used to play uh, handball. So you know I was trying to do what I was seeing uh, uh, from my. Um, From the other students at the school you know it was very 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 natural very easy it was no discussion so handball was the only one there and there was not not a lot of things (laughs) to to choose but i have to say that handball was the only sports played by the school or at the school but beside that i was playing tennis i was playing soccer i was playing i was sailing as well i was running so i was doing a bunch of different things yeah but you know, I fall in love with with, with handball, and it, the funny thing is, my uh, tennis uh, teacher was saying uh, to my mother, uh, "You know, Chavi is doing good. He has talent for sports, but he has to choose one sport because he's doing a lot of different things, and he will not be good enough in any of those sports." So, uh, when I was fourteen, I was lucky lucky enough to 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 choose uh, to choose handball.
0: Yeah, well, you know, you chose right, first of all. Uh, but when you joined Barcelona, even on the amateur side, who was your first coach that actually looked at you and said, you know what, this kid has it. Because ultimately, again, you can play all the sports. When you get on the handball, you have that coach who needs to identify, okay, this kid is is special. So who was that coach for you?
1: Well, I, I, you know, for me, it was very important. A coach that I had when I was 14, my first coach in Barcelona uh, because he was able to create the environment for deploying a lot of young players and, and believe in what we were doing. Mm-hmm. But if I have to say that who was the first one saying, you can be professional, you can be a very good player, it was Chess Cospar. He was afterwards coach of the first team in Barcelona,
0: mm-hmm. and
1: he was always believing in me and, and, and saying, you can do it and probably he believed in me more than, more than myself so yeah. <laughs> so he was pushing me and and trying to convince that i could do it and and i it was very very important and after valero uh, after chesco you know valero rivera who was my coach for 14 years was the most important one uh he was um the the coach that was um, always trusting me you know so he knew I wasn't a big star. I was a good player, a team player, but he, for him, players like me were very important. And he was paying a lot of attention to to, to me, um, allowing me to be 14, 15 years as a professional in Barcelona. And this is something that it's very difficult, you know. Uh, you, you need to be, to give something back to the club if you want to stay 14 or 15 years in, in a professional team. Yeah. Well, you
0: know, some of the greatest Players of all time in handball have played in Barcelona. And I spoke to Laszlo, I spoke to Carlos, and I, I just recently spoke to Jerome Fernandez. And of course, everyone speaks highly about Barcelona. Now, they, I always think about it like all these guys, one, are super nice guys, super good people. Two, they are very talented. Three, they are winners. Four, they are all tall at the same time. It seems <laughs> It seems like Barcelona Human Resources has a crystal ball, and it feels like they pick always the right people. and And it, where is how is that foundation built to to do that?
1: Well, you know, I I, I don't know. My 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 feeling is that when you are there, you breath breathe the same way of doing, and 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 you know. Laszlo was very young when he came. Jerome was young when he came. So at the end, you you got from the club. What is the club, you know? And it's you have to work, you have to deliver, of course, but you have to be a good person as well. So we love and we educate, and, and the values of the club are really important for us. So at the end, if you are there, you get the same uh, teaching from the club, and, and then it's useful for your normal life. So I think that all of us, we are nice, nice people, and... Normal people, you know, even, you know, Laszlo Jerome, they, they won a lot of trophies, really important things, but they are regular people and you can talk whenever you want and, and it's, it's because the club is, is doing uh, doing it with all the other uh, all all the people who are working for the club. And I will give you some more examples. So Iniesta, Xavi, those guys were educated in Barcelona with the values. They are big, big football soccer stars but they are real, and normal people. You can talk to them whenever you want. So it's it's something very close related to the club and the values of the club.
0: Yeah. I think that's very special. I think that's what makes Barcelona in general, in all sports, very unique. I mean, yeah. you can see the people just, they're happy to, to just very happy to be there. You,
1: you know why? I have the feeling that we prepare, you know, to be top big star is really, really complicated. So... You know, less than 1% of the kids that are playing for Barcelona youth teams will reach the first professional team. So what we have to be sure is that those 99% who are not there will have education, we have values, will be ready for the normal life. So what is happening? That we are treating everybody as maybe you will not do it. So you have to be ready. So those who reach the top level and there are big, big stars, they have the same values, the same education, and they are not thinking you are the special one, you are the best one, you're going to be for sure always there. Yeah. So I have the feeling that this one of the reasons why these values are so so deep and and, and rooted into the club. Yeah,
0: that, those are great. Now you you played obviously 15 years with Barca. Uh, you played so many games. I know. I don't know how many you remember, but do you remember the defining moments that whether, that could be a heartbreaking loss or a big win that you will never forget?
1: Well, for me, for me, was the, the moment where the dream team, you know, that we call it dream team in okay. handball, uh, my generation in, in FC Barcelona. So it was from 1995 till uh, 2000. We won five championships in a row, so nobody else has, mm-hmm. has to do it. And this record is, is lasting and it's going to last a long yeah. time. But I remember very, very, very well uh, one game against uh, Besprim, you know, mm. we lost by five in Besprim. And we were losing by five at home, I think, if I'm not wrong, less than 20 minutes before the end of the game. And I have no doubt that if we um, have lost that game, the dream team will never came up. Because, uh, you know, when you're losing Barcelona, it's a disaster sometimes. And something has to be done and a lot of changes. Yeah, yeah. If you are winning, for sure you will keep the system, the way of doing, because you are winning. But when you lose, you have to change something. Mm-hmm. And it was very much related to Valero's way of doing. So I remember losing by 10 mm-hmm. aggregates. So it was almost impossible. And the came back was so amazing that in 20 minutes, we we changed the game and we won and we went through. It was a quarter final, so we went to the semi final and then we won the Champions League. Yeah. I think that was the moment where the dream team was born, and, and and the attitude, the 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 karma, uh, the what was surrounding the team was created. Uh, everything was possible with the dream team. Thanks to that game. So it's it's always unbelievable for me.
0: That's, 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 I, I gotta find that game somewhere. It has to. Yeah, be- do
1: it. Probably it's you on YouTube. I but it's a very interesting comeback. Yeah. Another game, very important for me, was uh, the fifth. Uh, Champions League trophy at home. That game mm-hmm. against Kiel was one of the best ever games in Hamburg history.
0: Yeah, that by two. You guys won by two. I think.
1: Yeah, but it was an amazing uh, game. With Kill was a very very good team, with big names Perunicic, uh, Lovren, also. Right. So it was uh, it was unbelievable, and 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 the special thing about that game was that we were playing for the first time at home the second leg of the final. Mm-hmm. So, usually we were always playing first leg at, at home and the second way, uh, leg away. This time was the other way around and that was key because without the Palabra Rana, probably we wouldn't uh, uh, have won the last uh, Champions League of, of, <laughs> of the fifth in a row. Yeah,
0: that's, I mean...
1: Two very good games. I recommend you have time and you I are will. still like, at home to it.
0: I will. I definitely will. Well... I mean, the, the current team of Barca is still impressive, but now with Thomas retiring, obviously with uh, um, Soriano and, and Tredios next year, probably leaving or retiring, uh, the, the only big names left to me, I mean, all of them are big names, but like really big names are, are Sindrich, Palmerson, and of course Vargas. Uh, what do you think, what are, what, what are your expectations for, for the team moving forward? They have a young team, but it's, it's a different kind of
1: You know, you're right. Those guys are really important for the club, and, and but I am sure that uh, they have educated the other ones coming. So, you know, the transition is there, and probably the new ones will accept and will take that that knowledge coming from Raul, from Cedric, and and will act in the same way. This is something that has happened generation after generation. So, At the end, the DNA of the club is there. And and if you spend a lot of time there, you try to to communicate and to forward the the knowledge that you have to the young players that are there. So, you know, you will have Fabregas. You will have Sindrich, as you said. So, we have really... Alex Gomez is going to be, you know, the the best uh, young player of the Champions League. So, there there are a lot of very good players. and, And I am so sure they know exactly uh the the way of doing of barcelona that uh we will keep watching uh very impressive games from the side and and barcelona will compete for all the all the trophies for sure from when uh sorendo raul and and victor uh, leave the team
0: it, it seems like they're just adding Fifth speed to the team, like every yeah. everyone is young and fast, and and of course i when I watch Barcelona in in Saudi Arabia during the Super Globe and the yeah. finals against uh, Kiel, like Kiel obviously was playing really good. I mean, with he had they have him back to the old Kiel, and but Barcelona, I mean, I just couldn't believe how quick everything changes. Like, you, 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 like you just don't know what's, go- what's happening to you in two minutes. It just they destroy you. So yeah. now I feel like it's just gonna be. A little bit more fast than what he was.
1: Xavi Pascual uh, was changing the way of playing and and was trying to play quicker mm. and and he was trying to reduce the attack defense changes. So he is, is this is pl- uh, part of the of the of the plan and, and 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 probably with a younger team you can do it even yeah. even more. So it's probably with young players. Uh, you can run faster and longer so it's a matter <laughs> of <laughs> it's it's part of a plan it's not it's not something that is happening by chance yeah. it's it's very very well studied
0: that should be exciting uh I, I know you've been a proponent for a while now for for a long time of the new uh, uh palao and mm-hmm. i just read that it's supposed to start building this year is that true is it happening
1: that, that was, yes, that was intention. With the coronavirus, everything has changed. Uh. So so we will see, and probably, on a, I, I'm not so sure, but because I'm not involved in this part of the club right now, I'm not dealing with the SPI Barça, we call okay. it. The SPI Barça is there will be, uh, the construction of the new campus of FC Barcelona, where the club is right now, and this was including, of course, the... Uh, uh, the modernization of the football stadium and and the construction of a new uh, arena for indoor sports. Uh, I don't know. Uh, the plan is there. The plan has been approved, but the coronavirus and the economics are really difficult today. So we will see. And and the club is is uh, for sure trying to do it as soon as possible. But we will see the consequences of the coronavirus. And next year is going to be a challenge. Not. Not only for Barcelona, for, for all the clubs all over the world.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think it's going to be exciting when it's being built for the new generations to have this whole new modern facility. It's it's going to be exciting for everyone. Of course. Okay, so going back to you and I, uh, I met you because, of pardon my take, I heard that interview, and I immediately reached out to you because I had no idea you lived in New York City, which was mm-hmm. kind of crazy. Uh, so that what well, that. Is one of the topics I want to cover because I remember you in that interview trying to be very nice and polite and in a nice, <laughs> nice metaphorical way trying to explain what it takes to become a great handball player that could win an Olympic medal. And then, and then the, the explanation about getting making the perfect meal with the right ingredient, the right time, the right temperature, they weren't having it. I felt like they just wasn't they weren't listening. They're like, no, we got the we got the best athletes. We are the American athletes are the best. I'm I'm looking and like, why why is he saying that? Like just listen what it means. I mean this this goes for every sport. But I re- I heard that. I was like, oh this is this is so much fun. So what tell me about your experience being there, listening to all this stuff.
1: Well it was very funny, you know um I even know them and uh one colleague at the at the at the, the office, he told me about this uh, Jake Adler issue with Hamble, and and he was proposing, okay, you have to go there and explain them. Why? What do you think about what they are saying? It's they are true, they are they are wrong, and and I, you know I love Hamble, so I accepted. I was a little bit nervous. I have to say that it was a little bit scary because somebody told me that they can be very tough. So so but they were you know the treatment was very good and of course they were playing their role you know yeah, it was playing really humble and, and 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 how difficult it is to become uh olympic champion and 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 they were trying to <laughs> defend the position because it was this this argument and this fight was part of the of the show so mm-hmm. they were very 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 nice people i i enjoyed it a lot and it was a pity because we, I invite them to come to the office and to, to talk about Barcelona yeah. and they accepted, but, you know, then the coronavirus happened and, and we couldn't do it. Yeah. But it was very, very interesting and it was a pretty good way to promote handball. At least a lot of people were talking about that, uh, that uh, episode of the, of the, of the, of the podcast and, and, you know, it was, it was good for handball. So, you know, yeah. we, we were successful in that sense. Mm. I cannot complain. You know, I'm happy of what of that experience. Yeah.
0: Well, no, it definitely sparked controversy. It definitely yes. got people into it. Of course, you know, controversy is a part of their business model, which is always fun. And it's, uh, it's important. And did you see that that football team went to Hungary and they played uh, against that uh, uh, team in Hungary? And obviously you can tell that, the, the difficulties big guys yes. have playing handball, but it definitely sparked some interest on, on Twitter and all around TV. Yeah.
1: Everything helps, you know, and, and, and this is something that you can, if you can promote it and you talk, you can talk about sometimes they say, it doesn't matter if they're talking good or bad or you. The important thing is they are talking about you. So at least they were talking about us.
0: Yes. Any, any PR is good PR.
1: Exactly. Exactly.
0: Uh, so have you been following uh, any developments or what's going on in in handball in the united states well yeah i follow uh,
1: your social media accounts or oh, i'm following some people the uh, u.s uh, Federation, uh, john so you so i i follow a bunch of people and I, I i follow i'm not in the details but but at least i know what's going on yes. yeah
0: and so you you know that ihf has given united states a wild card yeah. for 25, 27. What do you think about that?
1: That's very important, you know. It's very, very important. And I, IHF, uh, EHF, the clubs, we are doing our best to try to develop uh, handball in the U.S. because it's a key market for 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 handball. You know, the problem with handball is it's not universal. You know, it's very European, a little bit of South America. Asia is still far away. So when we talk about the Olympics, and Olympics is, you know, the best uh, platform to promote the sport. If you don't have the U.S., you don't have the English uh, countries uh, on board, it's difficult to to, to, to reach uh, people and to reach uh, companies and, and, and grow. So that's the idea behind uh, the U.S. is, okay, if they're important, if they are part of the business, yeah. we will grow and we will be successful. And this is what Hemble is trying to do, to grow to compete with the top level sports we don't yeah. want to be with the respects a small sport like i don't know uh, regular ones we want to grow and the only the only way to do it is through uh, handball in uh, in countries like the us so it's it's important china is another market because they have a huge volume of people but the money and the knowledge and the, and uh, knowledge the, the, the awareness is in the us yeah yeah, yeah.
0: Well, do you do you think the one of the the technical strategies of of getting top athletes from other sports making them handball players in three to four years what what is your opinion about that
1: i think that it can help but it's not the only solution you yeah. have to develop players uh, yeah. because it's really complicated to trans the transition from a one sport to another one and as i was saying the knowledge the way of you read the game this is something that you cannot learn when you are 25 you know it's something that has to be done before so probably a good athlete can be a good defender but will not be a very complete player mainly in attack so you can use them because it's important and gives you awareness and gives you uh, publicity and and of course it's very good but if you want to have a very good team uh, able to compete you need to create players and you need players that are playing in Europe and, 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 and learning from the, the best uh, teams and clubs in, in, in Europe. So you can bring basketball or football American players and they can join a team, yeah. but you will need people playing in Europe, coming back to the US to play for the US. This yeah. kind of combination, I think, is the only option that you have. But you cannot create from a scratch a team only with players coming from other sports. Yeah. I, don't, I don't believe in that. It's, yeah. It has to be part of the strategy. It cannot be the the most important part of the strategy for me. Yeah,
0: yeah, and and I think right now, like this is a moment, in, and I've been involved in handball here for like thirteen years, and it's I actually feel a good sense of of these younger players who are actually playing, who are dual citizens, and they play in Europe, and it's it's the the game they're playing. It is much better. I mean, they are showing the interest, they're showing the will, and but also professionalism too. Uh, Not just the fact like, yeah, I'm representing my country, but these guys seem to be professional. So it is a nice place to be in, especially for the young ones, because now they know they have that big platform of uh, uh, Croatia 25 and 27, is it Germany? Mm -hmm. Uh Uh-huh. And, and then, of course, Olympics 28. So it's it's a good time to be a young handball player in the United States.
1: It's very good time, you know. And and and, and this this way of doing has been proven correct by, by South America, you know. Argentinian players, Brazilian players, they are doing very good in Europe and they are growing. And then the national teams are competing in the higher level. Chile is another very good example, you know. The, the good players from Chile, they are playing in Europe. And they are learning and they are improving there. And when they come back to play for the national team they can win and it's you know it's it's really good and and for me it's the best path for for success so you need to send players to europe uh, uh if you want to to improve and to into uh, and to be able to create a competitive team in the us yeah
0: yeah um another topic i want to discuss with you and i want to learn more about this one it's the forum hand, uh, forum club handball yeah. Uh-huh. So I mean, I know basically what it is, but I still don't really know it. Uh, did you start that, or yes, you started that that organization? And I'm assuming it's to protect, to 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 gather clubs and 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 protect the players and whatnot to form this uh, union that helps everyone. But yeah. I need to know more because I really don't know what it means.
1: Okay, it's this organization was created in 2006. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the, the guy behind the idea was uh, the current uh, managing director, um, Ger Butsek He was the guy who came to Barcelona to convince me that we have to create an organization who will protect and defend the interests of the clubs in front of the European Football Federation. Mm-hmm. So the Federation was doing a really good job, was improving, but you know, we as a club, we were not taking part of the making decision process. So we weren't involved. They were deciding and we were just uh, uh, doing the things that they were saying. So we wanted to improve the position of the clubs because the, the heart of the handball are the clubs.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. And in Europe, um, there was no such a union. There was nothing. And, and the idea was, let's gonna do it. But we didn't want to go against the Federation. What we wanted, it is something we achieved after some fights, but we Mm -hmm. achieved, and and it's a very good example what we have right now, was to collaborate with the the Federation to promote and to make the game bigger and better. And this is in a very uh, transparent, in a very good way, and, and this is something that it was difficult for the Federation to understand at the beginning because they thought that we were an attack for their way of doing, but always the intention behind that organization was to collaborate and to do things hand by hand with the Federation. Yeah. And of course, at the beginning, it was tough. We were some fights and 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 problems, but I think the... Result of the collaboration has been very good, and in the last five years, were amazing. And the perfect example was the tender of the, of the of the TV rights, uh, marketing rights of the European Humboldt uh, Federation competitions. Because let me, the thing is very interesting, and I want to explain it uh, carefully because right. it's a very unique model. What we agreed with the federation was okay. We are the clubs. The TV rights belongs to the clubs because if we are playing. It's our brands. Yes. Okay. And you you have the right, or you say that you have the right to create the competition, the Champions League. And you put the stamp on that competition. It's the official one, the good one.
0: Yes.
1: Okay, because we can create our competition, but it's gonna be the competition and it's a mistake and it's it's a harming uh handball. So let's gonna let's gonna talk together, let's gonna work together. So we collect, you put the stamp, we put the TV rights, we put all together, then the Federation says, Okay, if we put all together and we add the TV rights of the the European Championships with the national teams. We have all the handball in one one pot. Let's gonna try to sell the handball, okay? So we create, together with the Federation, we create a tender and the TV stations, they were um, bidding to get all the rights. Mm. So do you know, we were selling the next 10 years from 2020 to 2030. Mm. So do you know how much money the federation and the cups together got for handball for the next 10 years talking about champions league what a uh, european championship for the national teams and you have the women's teams as well and the second competition of the ehf plus a percentage of the marketing rights yeah. we got 50 million euros huh. for 10 years so it means that every year handball in europe is producing 50 millions wow 50 millions it's a lot of money
0: yeah
1: and with that money what we have to do is to promote and to create a better product it's not to pay more money to the players to do what they are doing right now exactly the same we have to create something better and if we are creating something better then of course the players will be uh, they will get they will get more money oh the payment will going to be better but before that we have to move we have to grow up, and if we are doing, everybody will be happy. Yes. The money is gonna be there. So this is this is the idea behind the collaboration with the European Handball Federation, and it was very successful. and And now we have a really very good relation with them. The, you know, for me the best example is that since uh, four years ago, one member of the executive committee of the European Handball Federation, which is the highest body of of handball in in, yeah. the, in Europe. There is one guy coming from the club side, elected by the clubs. So I was member of the, the, of the executive committee because I was defending the interests of the clubs. Mm. So it's amazing that even we are now, we are now part of the making decision process of DHF as a club. Yeah. And it's very good to prove that there could be a very good relation between the Federation and the clubs. Well, Sorry, because it was a long story, but it was very interesting to know.
0: You know what? It's it's I'm grateful you explained it to me because I was so I, I could see what where what you told me, that's where you're aiming for, but it was not clear. I couldn't under really understand it, what it was, because I'm hearing pieces from here, pieces from there. I'm hearing some of the American players and coaches benefiting from it because they, they are being placed around Europe. And I say, Yes, uh, Forum Club helped us. I'm like, how what what's going on here? I didn't get it. But this is a really good explanation, and and thank you, and I think it's critical.
1: Yeah, and let let me add one thing. We were talking with the International Humboldt Federation with the President, Dr. Mustafa, and we were proposing that maybe it could make sense to enlarge the forum to Humboldt, not from Europe, so, you know, on a world level, so clubs like yours could be part of it as well. But we still didn't, we still didn't uh, manage to do it. But it was an option that why not? Maybe we can do things together with other clubs all over the world in Brazil, in Middle East, in in in, in, in Japan. So this was a, 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 an idea that we were talking. But but then I left, and I don't know where we are right now in that sense. But but it's it's why not you know Uh, that's
0: that was going to be common we
1: have the shape and we know that european clubs are different from your club in new york very very different but if we can do things together we can help you if there is a connection maybe something can happen together and we can help to to grow our sport worldwide yeah
0: well you know what that was going to be my next question (laughs) the requirements of joining a forum club and Uh, if that's available to amateur clubs like ours. And obviously, I know for a fact, because I know I'm involved in it uh, personally, um, we are a European system thinking club with a lot more diversity, meaning like all the parts of the world were trained in a certain level, a certain way in back home, wherever they come from. And they come to New York and we just kind of mixed all that knowledge together. And we have this, this like, you know, you, Barcelona is more than a club. We are the world's handball club.
1: Of course. Yeah.
0: And, <laughs> and in that sense, of course. Are we're the more,
1: global, the more global club in the world.
0: Exactly. Because so, I mean,
1: of handball, for sure.
0: So, And I, and I think we're obviously it would be phenomenal to have the support of the right group and, and establish something here because, you know, before sending all these young American players around the, the, the world, a, a, a base, a hub like. Hours can be a place where they can learn more basic stuff before they go to the more advanced level. Let
1: let me let me explain one thing because maybe you don't know it. When I left, and it was before coronavirus, so we're talking about two years ago, (laughs) the clubs they got um part of the bonus signed by the winner of the tender. So it was a signing bonus. It was I don't remember the number, but it was a lot of money. So the clubs decided to allocate part of that money to support those clubs who were hosting players coming from the U.S. So if one club one club is signing a player from the U.S., the Forum Club Handball, thanks to the money paid by the TV uh, stations, would support with around, you know, 1,000 uh, euros per, per, per month Yeah to cover the expenses of this player in, in, in a club in Europe. So we, as a club, were investing our money yeah. to support players from the U.S. coming to Europe. This was before coronavirus. I don't know if they can afford it right now because, you know, with coronavirus, everybody's suffering. But that was in place at least two years ago.
0: Yeah, it still is. I mean, I, I heard from few, uh, Mark Ortega, who is assistant coach to the national team. He, he just got this. And he was in Montpellier first. But then, mm-hmm. from Montpellier, he moved to uh, to uh, to um, Holland, at, and he's a coach of a ladies team, and it's all because of the the forum. Okay. And also, I think Drew Donlin, the our our pivot, the U.S. national team pivot, who is uh, Air Force, he's comes from the Air Force. He is with uh, Ademar Leon,
1: mm-hmm. so
0: I believe they're also in, in the same probably way. if they
1: apply for that money if it's still in place because I'm not in the daily business right now but if it's if they applied for that money should be should be possible
0: it's it's great i think it's a fantastic uh a pot of opportunities for for the american players and and coaches this is fantastic thank you uh, javi for explaining to me i am now more knowledgeable of what forum club handball is Uh, And and I'm gonna be more aware about what's happening in the future with that. Uh, Do you you know you know that last year New York City Amble Club uh, became the first North American club to play in Super Globe?
1: Yeah, of course.
0: Did you watch any of the games? No,
1: I couldn't. I couldn't. I'm sorry. You know, I've been in the Super Globe a lot of times. Always (laughs) was a manager. I know you. The first time that you are there, I wasn't there.
0: (laughs) (laughs) No, it it was what an experience. I mean, obviously we're we're amateurs and getting to see Kiel and Bardar and, and of course Barcelona. It was amazing. I mean we we prepared the Montpellier. Uh, I think we performed to the best of our abilities considering that we are we were our age average was 35.7 wow. <laughs> and, wow. and the next oldest team was like twenty eight years old. Yeah. But but we fought we fought against the Asian champions. We fought against the the African champions Al Zamalek I mean, we we gave it all. It was so oh, much yeah. fun.
1: So well, it was probably it was a, a, an amazing experience for your players, you know, being able to play against such a big stars, you know, at least once in their life. It was probably a a, a dream come true.
0: It, it is for all of us. Well, now I know you you you're very busy. You you don't have time because of work. I'm I enjoying
1: talking about handball, so don't worry. Okay. I will I will I will work later if I need. <laughs> Good. But I'm enjoying so much talking about handball.
0: But, but you you know very well that we talked about this. That the moment you feel the itch to put the shoes on, you know where we are. If you want to play, right? <laughs> yeah.
1: I'm 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 done. Sorry about that. You know, even I w- I would like to play again, my body will not forgive me.
0: Oh come on you're not going to ruin our age average that much.
1: Yeah. No no, you're going to ruin my body. which is worse. Oh
0: man. Um how how is I mean I know the La Liga started just uh what this weekend. Again,
1: yeah yes, you, last weekend
0: yeah. And you guys won easily? We won
1: against Mallorca 4-0.
0: Yeah. And what what are your expectations uh for Barcelona because it's pretty tight with uh Real
1: Madrid. It's it's very complicated. I don't know it's going to happen because mainly the problem is that we are playing with a different environment, you know, with no spectators, yeah. uh, playing a lot of games in a row with one more substitution. So instead of four, you have five right now. Yeah. Uh, it, it's, it's you know, it's something very, very new and, and we don't know. So there is, uh, it's very open and I'm not, uh, I, I don't know it's going to happen. Uh, honestly, I don't know it.
0: So how, you said how often they're going to play? They're going to play two, three times a week. Yeah.
1: Yes. Yes. Because they they, they have
0: to, to, finish they have to play it. a
1: lot of games in a short period of time. Because August should be able uh, should be allocated for the Champions League. So they have to finish the league as soon as possible. That means that they are playing Friday. Maybe they are playing three days later, and then three days later again. So it's it's something that is very unusual. You play only twice per week at that so. So if you are playing so. Often it's something really new, and let's see how the bodies and and, and and after the coronavirus stop, it's not the same, and 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 the adaptation of the bodies, it's it's really different. So we will see. Uh, yeah. it's, it's really open, and nobody can predict what is going to happen.
0: Yeah. Well, is, is Suarez back healthy or not? Yes,
1: he oh, was cool. he was playing okay. again. Yeah, he was lucky because this coronavirus allowed yeah, him yeah. to <laughs> play the last part of the season. Yeah. <laughs> he yeah, was. Yeah for the rest of the season and now is he didn't miss anything you know because they are starting again so he's healthy yeah okay, good only now, dembele is, is still injured
0: yeah <laughs> who dembele oh dembele okay okay uh, how about how about what's going on with uh with the programs in america with with barcelona are they shut down for the summer or are you guys going to restart oh, with the youth
1: yeah yeah we, we 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 our academies they are reopening all of them okay the only one that will not be able to open uh, this season is uh, New York, mm. but we will start in July. So, you know, this, but in, in uh, different places where we have academies, they are already playing a game. So they, they are reopened and they are ending the season. But in New York, you know, uh, the government was more strict with the, with sure. the, with the rules and the confinement, uh, and we couldn't, we couldn't reopen the Academy in New York. But for the next season, we will start again, and and we will be here with okay. with our academy.
0: Do you, I? I was thinking this is just an idea. Actually, just came out to me. Um, how about is it possible if if we wanted to do some cross training with your youth players of Barcelona to introduce them to to handball, just one day in the cross training between football. And we can come and show them what, what handball is. And of course, you can be there as well, because we have a lot to explain who you are. But as, as, a, as a sport, to mix it up.
1: Uh, you know, we Barcelona is a soccer club. So it's complicated because <laughs> the soccer club, they don't want to lose boys and, and girls playing for them. And they are very protective. But why not? We can try to do something and, and one day we can try to organize something. And, you know, next season we will, we will be the owners of the academy so, so okay. we can do whatever we want. So if we can get something interesting and, and add value to, to the kids and to, to, exactly. to let them to, 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 to experience something different, yeah. uh, why not? So we can talk to the right people and, and we can try to do something together.
0: Yeah. Okay, good, good. I mean, just... just well,
1: I'm waiting you for your proposal.
0: Yeah, my, <laughs> I will send you one. It's going to be a okay. perfect one. <laughs> well, Xavi, thank you so much for your time. I uh, really, really appreciate it. And for all the things that you shared with me about the uh, Forum Club Handball, uh, your career. Um, again, the door is open. Anytime you want to train, I'm going to always remind you, you, you can come <laughs> for whatever oh. reason. So thank you so much for being a part of Straight Handball Talk.
1: I appreciate. Thank you for your time. It was. It is a pleasure. I I have to say that I I thank you for what you are doing for handball in the US and especially New York. So, people like you keep our sport alive, and it's really important. So, keep fighting. (laughs) eh? Don't surrender. (laughs) And and if you need help and need something from my side, you know that you you can call me, and I will try to help you as much
0: as I appreciate it very much. It's my pleasure. Enjoy your time. Thank
1: you, Vinny. My pleasure. (laughs) Bye bye.